Welcome to the Joy Venture Podcast, a show where dreamers and doers share stories of discovering, developing, and spreading their joy with the world. I'm your host, Jeremy Slagle, along with Thad Devassi. So you've got an idea, a really quirky idea, but you know it has legs and a real reason to exist. That's exactly what Drew Hill and Bob Ewing thought when they created Inch by Inch, a rather unusual not-for-profit button club focused on creating tiny one-inch buttons. as it sounds, Drew and Bob found out their idea did have legs. It has found favor with designers across the country and among a broad community of supporters and members. And all of that support has enabled them to fund creative arts programs for kids at a time when arts continues to disappear from the public schools. So if you've ever had an idea that seems out there, pull some inspiration from the Inch by Inch story. It's proof that there's power in pursuing those things that excite you, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem. This is the Joy Venture Podcast and our second installment of our Indie or Bus series with the creators of Inch by Inch. I got a chance to hang out with you a little bit in the trade show area at uh, Creative South, and uh, we were talking behind your booth a little bit about um, about Inch by Inch. Uh, Thad and I do a lot of work. Uh, we, we do a lot of support for an organization that builds orphanages in Cambodia and Thailand. Oh, right. um, and we got to talking about that and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just felt like um, what you guys are doing is a really cool, really cool story. Fair so, um, you know, just love to kind of hear how, you know, hear how you guys started this, what your heart was, what was going on in your heart when you, you came up with this idea and, and sure. what the need was that you're filling and just kind of give us the background a little bit all right. on all that. You want to start? You want to start? Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, flashback maybe four years ago, uh, Bob and I were actually working together at another local advertising agency where um, we worked right next to each other, but we never really worked alongside each other in any projects. So um, when we both came here to Element 3, um, one of the first things we did was uh, just like, hey, you know, let's change this. Let's get together and let's do something together. Well, yeah, we here weren't on the exact same teams. Um, we wanted to find ways for us to partner up and do something cool. Which made sense because... Drew has twins, and I was had my second on the way. So why wouldn't we? Sure, you add put, put more on your plate, right? <laughs> to our plate. Let's, what, let's start something from scratch and not know how we're going to go about it yet. Yeah. yeah. So really, it just started. So like Drew said, it just started on a like us wanting to do something together. Um, a little more backstory to that: Drew and I uh, grew up together. We went to high school together. We took all like we had art class together. He was a year older than me, but all, I feel like we were in art a lot. Throughout mm-hmm. high school. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it all kind of started, friendship started there um, for sure. So it was like, hey, let's let's do something. And at the time, I don't even remember why, but I know like both Drew and I had like an affinity for one-inch buttons um, and, and kind of 
that they're small and easy to collect. Yeah. So your, your you know your wives aren't going to be too mad. And it's not like collecting Volkswagen bugs. <laughs> um, those are more expensive. Or so they're yeah, yeah. So they're inexpensive and and easy to collect. And uh, and then also like the design challenge that comes with designing for like such a small canvas. Yeah. Um. So we landed on this idea of like why not do a monthly button club? Like no one was doing that. It wasn't a thing that existed. It sounded like just ridiculous enough <laughs> to like to like uh, for us to get excited about it. Um. And then, and then it just sent it, that just sent us down a rabbit hole of really about 30 minutes of texting back and forth. This was one evening. And, uh, I, I mean, I would say within 30 minutes, we had decided that it would be a monthly button club. Drew came up with the name inch by inch and it, like, there was no like argument or, or question about it. I was like, this is perfect. We had both kind of sketched like some variations of the logo that night. And then like shit, like literally almost just like sketched the same kind of thing, wow. mm-hmm. uh, which is our main uh, <laughs> logo that we landed on. Um, and then ultimately, like, that sent us down this path of, like, how, okay, how can we do this? Yeah. How, what's Why would we do this? What do we want to do? Ultimately, we didn't want to take on the task of designing buttons each month, so we came up with the idea to, to get other artists involved and have them design buttons and then sending those out to our members. I, um, I could only imagine your wife hearing about the Button Club <laughs> after the 530-some days yeah. of, <laughs> of your other, yeah. other project. Like, was, I'm only going to do it once a month. Yeah. I was still doing that project <laughs> when we so started. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I need another incremental project. To yeah, do. So yeah. it went over well. Um, <laughs> and then ultimately deciding that, well, if you're going to ask an artist to give, um, give you their time and, and donate designs each month um that we we weren't trying to make a profit off it like that was never that was never yeah we didn't really set out to create a business yeah yeah it was more of uh yeah how can we create something cool and uh yeah possibly do a little good in the world yeah so then the idea that like we both have kids and the fact that public or that art is being stripped out of public schools um and that maybe our kids might not be afforded the same opportunities that we had yeah. um, to have our class. And it obviously made a huge impact on us and how we were raised. And then there's like, there's a mil- hundreds of facts about how art um, makes better students and better people and how it helps develop you. Um, so we really landed on that. And we thought that was, that was, that was our cause. That's what we could get behind um, the whole business thing. Never do we think about a business until we met with our owner. Um, and she's like, you're going to learn more about, business than you ever yeah. think than you you can ever imagine like that was really the first time it like kind of clicked that yeah that was that's the owner of element three the agency we uh, spend our time at nine to five because um, yeah bob and i we set out just to have this as a little you know project on the side and we would probably just enlist people on the side to help moonlight to help bring it to life and, uh, yeah, the, uh, president and owner, uh, Tiffany Souter, like got wind of it and said she wanted to talk to us and kind of got a little, um, a little frightened at first. I think that, yeah, the, we were three months on the job and the owner wants to talk to you privately. Um, but yeah, what she did was just, she recognized the value of what we were trying to create and yeah, kind of challenged us really to step it up and take it serious. And again, like it, it was just a little passion project on the side, but she saw, uh, opportunity in it. So, um, that really, yeah, set us down a path of, you know, really how do we go about doing this the right way? So what and what she was really impressed with is that we had already gotten off start. Um, she was, she made the comment. I remember sitting in her office and um, and her basically saying that lots of people have ideas, but no, people never get 
to the start point. They never like allow themselves to start. So mm-hmm. like she was impressed that we were already kind of enlisting people's help um, that were that we worked with other friends, um, and so that's kind of what caught her eye that we were already we were going to do this um, with or without anyone's help, and realizing that we needed help, and she was um, more than willing to to help help with uh, she and, you know that whole thing of like us being a little scared at night is kind of laughable because mm-hmm. she's very like open and has like an open door policy and um, that's just yeah. kind of the person she is. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were challenged um, by her to, um, you know, again, approach this more like a business and uh, present her and the rest of the exec team with a pro forma of how we saw uh, the business coming to life um, in the near term and the long term. So we immediately Googled pro forma to find out what that was. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it sent us down this path of uh, yeah, bringing legitimacy to what we were doing. And um, that was kind of like the first uh, domino to uh, fall um, because after that, after her backing, after we kind of uh, went through that process, we were able to um, kind of cold call on people um, to help further the support, to lower um, both the uh, financial cost and the burden of you know what we were setting out to create. So um, we were able to reach out to a lot of uh, acquaintances that we had made um, and that really only solidified that yeah we were on to something cool and good, um, but that uh, others believed in it. So that only just gave us more momentum. You can probably speak to yeah. I mean, this goes back to some of the conversation um, about community and and this these relationships that we started to build um, through meeting people at Creative South and other places, and then also um, online and kind of the value of that. Uh, because it all started with uh, Brian French reached out to him and said, hey, this we want to do this. How would you feel about donating um, some paper for our packaging and envelopes? And he was like, sounds awesome. Like, I'm, I'm in. I like buttons. French paper. Yeah. I love the French best. paper. Those guys. They're like the best people. They are the best ever. people. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Dear friends of ours. They're they're amazing. Um, and then that led to Nick Sombrato at Mama Sauce. Um we met him at Creative South. Uh, a, lot, a lot of our story goes through that, this <laughs> trip that Drew and I tried, uh, decided to make, and our company, our previous company, paid for. <laughs> so, um, and it's so sorry. And then Nick, uh, we had a conversation with him. He also he's a businessman, so he he wanted some of that information that Tiffany had already um, challenged us to make. Um, so that was kind of. It uh, wasn't too bad like to sell him. He just wanted to know why and what he was committing to. And um, us knowing that like we reached out to Mama Sauce and French Paper first because of who they are and, and what they mean to the creative community and how much they value that community. Mm-hmm. But then also like we want to create a quality product and we want to do something um, that's going to stand out. And that's the like while we're not creating the buttons, we, we got to do all the branding and the package design. And we want to make sure that it was done uh, right in our vision. But then also as inexpensively as possible because we're not like, we don't make money off this. It's a passion project. So any money we bring in, um, we roll that forward to our, to the charities that we support. So, so yeah. And, uh, speaking of all those fantastic people, I mean, um, they brought, um, credibility that we were able to build off as well. You know, that, um, entering the marketplace as a nobody is hard enough on your own, but you know, having sponsors like, uh, 
mama sauce and French paper. And then obviously the crux of it was busy beaver buttons out of Chicago coming on board, you know, that we had the backing of these people, I think, um, you know, or, you know, huge steps in us uh, launching and having a successful, successful launch. And what's funny about busy beaver is that they had talked about doing a button club um, forever. I mean, they have a button museum, so they love buttons Um, (laughs) and they were kind enough to donate Uh, our first six months of buttons. So we didn't pay for buttons for this first six months. And that really um, gave us like, like just gave us a huge jump um, in the game and allowed us to kind of build something um, instead of having, you know, to pay for those buttons, which that's our biggest cost that shipping today Mm -hmm. are always our biggest cost. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, that was a cold call. So um, that was, uh, after Element Three stepped up and Busy Beaver, or excuse me, and French Paper and Mama Sauce stepped up, uh, we reached out to, to Busy Beaver, and again, I think that that uh, credibility yeah. that we had from the backing of those folks uh, gave us uh, legitimacy in their eyes and and allowed us to yeah really start hit the ground running because yeah. um, beyond kind of our initial. LLC costs and the cost for our domain name, like right. we hadn't put or didn't have to put hardly any anything financially behind it, which is yeah. really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how your, your, your process to figure out where do we want this money to go and who are the right organizations. And, you know, I had a boss one time said the hardest thing you'll have, you'll, you'll have to do you'll figure out the hardest thing to do is to give something away, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like in figuring out that process of, you know, you're building up this legitimacy with these, these organizations coming on board. You've got designers coming in to help. Now, now it's the for good part. And, and is it really good? You know, right. it, it, are, are we doing the good that we hope we do? I'm curious, talk about how you guys figured out how to, you know, where those proceeds go and, and, and what they're doing today. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, Originally, we thought we wanted to donate to a national charity. We thought that would be better, or even a worldwide charity. We thought that would be better or more appealing to the designers that we brought in. Um, but then we mm-hmm. kind of realized that the, the money we'd be donating would be on a much smaller scale. We didn't even really know how much it would be, but we knew it would affect, we could affect change a lot more on a local level than on, um, than on a global or national level. So that kind of led to the idea of working with the charity um, Art with the Heart, here locally, um, we kind of vetted some charities just um, like online, like basically kind of looked what was out there and, and, and kind of landed on people as well. Yeah. yeah, talked to some people that knew or worked with those charities and, and really kind of settled on Art with the Heart because of what what they're doing and, and how fast they kind of were growing. And also they were very young um, at the time. They were mm-hmm. only a few years in, four or five years in. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, to that point, you know, being able to um, – see the change knowing you know uh, people over there and knowing the budgets that they're working with and how um you know what our contributions would be doing um you know you you could see that immediate impact and i think that Mm -hmm. that was something that um both was close to us because yeah it was in our backyard and uh knowing that we could you know visually um physically see uh the change that was going on from that um but also just knowing that um that it was going to um go to good, wholesome people that, you know, weren't going to go off and do it for, or take it and do something that we weren't going to approve of. Yeah. Um, and then that led to, uh, through a discussion with Busy Beaver, um, 
that led to us wanting to support another charity. So we always kind of had our eye on two. Um, and then that led to 826SHY, which is in Chicago. Um, and that's an organization they have worked with. And so through them, we got to hear kind of what they're all about. Um, and what we really like is that they both are serving um, inner-city underserved youth with after-school programs and summer school programs. Um, and the 826SHY, they do a creative writing um, that's what they're all about. So they're doing um, a lot of writing. They'll, they'll create a book every year, a handful of books. Mm-hmm. And then Art with the Heart here locally has more of a traditional art. Um, so we kind of get both both sides of it because we realize um, the value in in both of those. Yeah, and it's uh, it's um, important too that they uh, the communities that they serve because um, yeah, as we know uh, as um, budgets get slashed for schools the arts are one of the first things to go and that these people are, are stepping up to help fill that void that you know um that nobody's looking to do it you know within the already tight budgets that these people are taking the time out of their day to uh, find these kids um bus them to their locations to help provide them that they they see that much value in what they're doing to um give this much of themselves and um it's it's amazing i know i'm it's probably a little outdated, but as of a couple years ago, um, a $50 donation to Art with a Heart would allow um, a kid to attend a summer school program. So, you know, it's wow. like only $50 would give a kid a, a full summer's worth of art education, mm-hmm. which is just phenomenal. I mean, it's a, it's a game changer. And um, 826SHY was unique in that not only did um, they serve that community, but they also have a backing of a, a larger chapter, the 826 National Program, um, who um, Dave Eggers played a role in help creating that. So that kind of gave a, an air of legitimacy to that program that we saw that, you know, could also affect change on that smaller scale. So, um, yeah, we are thrilled to see what our uh, our donations and our members and, you know, other supporters, what what that's been able to do for these kids. Do you, do you, how many members do you guys have? Uh, we've kind of settled into about 160-ish is kind of where we've been. Um, we've had as many as 700-plus in the first year. It yeah. kind of grew like grand bangbusters yeah. right up from the start, uh, much to Drew and I's surprise when we launched this thing. <laughs> um, and people start, we thought like maybe our family, like moms would sign up, which they did, uh, and our friends and family. But uh, it really was welcomed with open arms. And like Drew said, that came um, from the legitimacy of, of our sponsors, but then also um, in starting uh, the whole thing with uh, Friends of Type and Eric Renovich and um, that that their legitimacy and their credibility really kind of launched us forward. And then we've continued to grow on the backs of our featured artists um, each month. I mean, each month we, the, I mean, there's amazing people that have dedicated their time um, and talents to to making three little one inch buttons. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, it's been an interesting ride, uh, being, uh, what well, we just finished our third year or we're getting ready to finish yeah. our third year. Getting we're like the last quarter of our third year. Um, and then, yeah, it, we exploded, um, from the start, which was, yeah, uh, very surprising to us, even though, yes, we had people, including our wives tell us that we were onto something big. We still didn't believe them. And uh, we're quite naive. Um, but, yeah, it's been interesting to see how things have gone that um, 
I think everybody like really jumped at the opportunity to help uh, with the causes that we were supporting. Um, but after kind of like a first year membership of receiving 36 super rad buttons, it's kind of like, what am I going to do with all these buttons? <laughs> so I think they've, they've found other ways to support us because we've yeah. continued to grow in our donations um, year over year while memberships have dropped. Yeah. But we've, you know, now have more products in our store uh, online. And when we're able to go out to uh, events, Creative South, WMAX, stuff like that, we're able to sell a, a good portion of goods that still help the cause. But, yeah, it's, um, it's evolved over the last couple of years. Do you, do you guys, um, what's your vetting process to figure out what artist gets on a one by one, an inch by inch button? <laughs> I mean, do you have guys like, oh man, I want to design for you or how does that work? Yeah, or are so, you guys, you know, handpicking like, you know, design friends and stars that you want I mean, part of it is it, or a combination? It started out with us like shooting for the stars and kind of asking our design heroes, yeah. to design buttons, yeah. um, and, and then kind of them saying yes and, like, us being like, oh, my God. Like, I remember, like, still some of those emails coming in and, like, either if I saw it or Drew saw it and, like, getting a text, it's like, so-and-so said they're, they'll do buttons and, like, still getting excited about that, this you know, to this day. Yeah. Um, so then that happens. Cold calls. Like, some people we were friends with. Some people we didn't know. We just reached out. Uh, mm-hmm. um, some people you meet at conferences and and they they tell you they want they would love to design buttons. Um we, yeah, we kind of hand curate them. We try and mix it up so that each month is different. Yeah. Um, but we do get a lot of um, people reaching out. Um, and that's something that's been difficult is uh, not necessarily knowing how to respond to people because um, we'll, um, we're often planned out for, for quite a few months ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but then also, but it's been, it's been great that people like reach out and want to yeah. want to donate buttons, like design a couple one inch buttons. It's yeah. It's been super interesting too, because yeah, like Bob said, we've tried to curate the collection that, um, we want people to feel like they're getting something new and different each month. And, um, we'll approach people. Yeah. That we never think that, you know, say yes or give us a time of day and they agree. And then there's people that we've reached out to that. Um, we think that, Oh, this person, they're a really amazing hand letterer. that will be great to get some lettering, thrown in the mix and then they come up with something that is completely different than what we expected but it's all worked out for the the greater good so um that's one thing that we we wanted to do when we started this when we were asking these featured artists to to donate their time and effort that we weren't gonna put shackles on them that you know we were gonna let them do whatever they they would like to do and it's uh, resulted in some some surprises but always something cool yeah and um yeah, I think the only restriction we have is PG thirteen. Yeah, that's the only thing we put it on because ultimately we're for the kids. Yeah. Right, so. right, 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 right. And you want people to actually be able to wear it in yeah. public, yes. right? <laughs> this is true. I yeah. uh, one of the things that you that that I'm, I'm picking up on a little bit of a theme here in from our our conversation earlier is when you give people when when you give yourself or you give others small, easily digestible. Um, projects. Um, one of the things I've found as a graphic designer and illustrator, if I sit down and I just look at a blank canvas, I'm totally uninspired to do anything. Sure. And it's usually, you know, you, you have to give yourself, you know, we're not, we're not fine artists at the end of the day. We really work well when we design to a prompt, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, if you can give other designers and say, 
here's a project for you. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. It's, they're, they're three little one inch by one inch circles. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, you know, you're not asking them to create a, a calendar with 12 months worth of illustrations, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So I, it, it, it seems, and I don't know if that was intentional by you guys when you started out where, you know, where you came up with the number three or like, mm-hmm. was, was there thought behind that or did you just kind of happily end up, end up there? Um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't really remember why we came up with three. I think it's because every, like, three is a magic number. Well, and that, there <laughs> and is like a little truth in that. Yeah. That, um, yeah, going all the way back to art school, like, yeah. um, that there is, uh, something in the odds that, you know, yeah. you know, if you do one, it's not enough. If you do two, then you feel like they need to pair well together. But three is just, you know, a unique enough pairing that, you know, it, it feels right. So, yeah. yeah, we've, yeah, traditionally done, uh, three. Um, sometimes we have done, four packs or five packs yeah. uh, those are kind of more limited runs but three yeah it's just yeah, yeah. the golden, but golden rule like and back to the like as designers i know i like some sort of guardrail um yeah. to get started whether that's like okay i know i'm three one inch buttons like that's a guardrail or there's a theme um going back to the, the theme idea and us kind of leaving it open to the designer to have free range um is one of those things that i think a lot of designers want to want to try something new or like do something they haven't maybe they've had like something in their mind that they haven't got to hadn't had a reason to do it or the perfect project to do it on and like sometimes this little these little three one inch buttons will allow them that opportunity to try something new and i think that's what drew was kind of mentioning um i know when i do pro bono work oftentimes i'm going to try like a new illustration style Mm -hmm. or a new lettering style and try and push it a little bit um and it may be unexpected for the end client but if you tell me i free range then I'm going to use that opportunity maybe yeah. to do something different. And I think that's what a lot of times these, these artists have done, which is always cool to see. It's always a surprise. Like when they come, when they come in and you get to see what the final. Yeah. And what's cool too, is that a testament to the artists that we work with and, and the um, pieces that they're able to create that, um, that while they're creating within this one inch space, uh, a lot of times their work translates well beyond that. Um, our Draplin series is a great example of that, that um, he has this series of uh, landscapes in his thick lines, um, you know, design style. And we've translated those into 25, 24 by 36 posters uh, printed by Mama Sauce. They look absolutely gorgeous. We've now taken them down to two and a half inch um embroidered patches they still look amazing so no matter the the medium or the size you know uh, this artwork translates and it's a a pretty cool thing to see that's great so you you actually take you you can modify this into multiple product pieces that then means ultimately more you give away which is pretty cool yeah yeah, absolutely and ultimately we we don't own the artwork we always let the artists know that they retain the rights to all their artwork they can do yeah whatever they want. We just ask them if they don't create one inch buttons with them when we're done. <laughs> um, but then, so if we want to do, if we want to add a product to the store, we always reach back out to the artists and say, Hey, are this something we're thinking about doing? How, you know, is this, we'd be cool with this. Um, cause we, like I said, it's not, it's not our artwork. Um, they're yeah. lending it to us, um, in the beginning. So, yeah, so far everybody's been on board. Um, Draplin, DKNG, John Contino, Invisible Creature. I mean, yeah. um, even Friends of Type, we've all, you know, repurposed that yeah. that artwork into different unique products. And we have others um, that we hope to do. Oh, oh Mark Nasa. We yeah. did stickers for, yeah. for his as well. Maybe Josh Emmerich. 
Maybe Josh. Maybe. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Is that a not so subtle request to Josh? To no, consider? we've already talked about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I like to mention it to him whenever I see him or talk to him. It's not so. like he's working on anything else, yeah, right? He's not that busy. <laughs> so. Come on. Yeah. Come on, dude. Three little buttons. What's right. the big no, deal? No, he made buttons already. Okay, got yeah. it. Yes. We yeah, just want to do more with them because they're yeah. incredible. They so. are incredible. It's a yeah. series of dinosaurs. Yeah. So, so but they're like pop art yeah. style. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have created this virtual community that's all over the country. Mm-hmm. Has that translated into community for you guys, like greater community for you guys here in, in Indianapolis? Are you guys able to is, – is it translating that way for you guys? And I know it's translated into more community for us when we go places yeah. um, and getting to meet people that uh, either members or people that have followed us and have bought stuff from us. Or um, That's always exciting to meet yeah. those people in person. Well, I, I loved hearing just about, you know, as a writer, um, that you're supporting a writing project. Mm-hmm. I, when I think of, of creativity, um, I... I come at it from a different lens than, than you guys do that, sure. that, are, that are a little more hands-on. I'm coming at it from a slightly different perspective, but at the end, I love, I love your button. It just says create. It means anything, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, maker, creator, whatever. Um, you're right. It just means so much more than, um, you know, the, the, the guardrails we may have put on design or creativity in the past. It seems to be getting much broader. Absolutely. I think that's again, uh, another, um, sad downside of to the arts, um, being, uh, removed from schools is that um, creativity it goes into so many things. It's not just, uh, yeah, a cool piece of artwork that you can use creative thinking to solve, you know, mm-hmm. intricate math problems that then go on to, you know, architecture or, you know, social constructs. Like there's so many things that creativity lends itself to that by removing just the thought of, you yeah, know, challenging kids to just use their brains in more unique and challenging ways that it, it does have a, a terrible side effect. And yeah, I agree that we, we want to support the arts far beyond just, um, yeah, clay and paint that, yeah, creative writing, um, just creative thinking in general would, you know, I think is a, a huge thing. Yeah. We well, and like, obviously I like Drew and I kind of coming up in the agency world, we know the value of, creative writers and copywriters and like I'm Just a horrible writer. Drew's gotten a lot better at writing <laughs> since we've been doing this. Cause he does all like almost all the writing for inch by inch. Um, so we see the value in that and like the importance of, of like a good, like a good copywriter. Yeah. And like, and then that leads to collaboration, which is what we're all about. So that's great. Well, thanks guys. This has been huh. awesome yeah. and uh, inspiring and uh, hopefully uh, people kind of, you know, one, one of the things I, I liked about what you said was just kind of like, we had an idea and you, we made a phone call and we came up with a name mm-hmm. and we made some logos and we made it happen. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times we, we get that idea and we go, ah, and you know, it sounds exciting for 15 minutes <laughs> and don't actually do something about it. But I think there's something about a collaboration. There's something about not keeping that idea to yourself mm-hmm. and reaching out to somebody else and saying, I just had this idea and, and especially a trusted friend when you can say like, am I an idiot? Like, is this stupid? Like, has this been done before? Um, it's why Thad and I are doing this podcast. Like we don't, we're not going to be, we're not making any money doing this. This isn't like something we, we want to become known as podcasters. Um, this is just something we do because we love sharing stories. And, um, 
you know, it was a phone call between Thad and I, like, what, we should do this. Let's, let's call it joy venture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And sometimes I think people, they, the analysis paralysis keeps people from actually doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I thanks, thanks again for your, yeah. for I mean, your time. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to share this story. Um, I Absolutely. think you hit on something there really important. This idea, and we talked about a little bit the idea of collaboration and the fact that there's two of us and it, two of us running it, but there's a lot more other people supporting it from like our wives, our families, and, uh, and then all of our members and our sponsors. But it works out well because sometimes like if Drew is on vacation, then I can pick up the slack or if he's on vacation, if I'm on vacation, he can pick up the slack or if like one of us is really busy, um, it allows us to kind of ying and yang a little bit. And that has really kind of worked, worked out. Um, really well yeah. for us. So yeah, absolutely. And just to touch on that again, yeah, um, it was just an idea. And yeah, Bob, yeah, said you know we can do this, and that was all all it needed. Because otherwise, if it would have just stayed with me, it probably would would still be there. I'm, I'm always if you, you can ask my wife, I'm always quick to start. He's an instigator. Um, I'm the instigator <laughs> for sure. I, I'm like jumping in the deep end. Um, I don't th- really think about things too often. <laughs> so it was like, it was kind of the perfect combination um, for sure. Our thanks to Drew and Bob for sharing how they pursued an idea and made it happen. Not out of pursuit of profit, but rather of purpose and joy. You can see all of their curated buttons from guest designers as well as other products that Inch by Inch has to offer at their website, inchbyinch.org. That's inchxinch.org. You can also feel good about becoming a member and knowing that anything you purchase is helping other nonprofit programs help youth discover their own joy in the creative arts. If you like what you're hearing on the Joy Venture podcast, we'd love to know about it. Head on over to iTunes and SoundCloud to like and follow us. And we'd love it if you'd write a review so others who are looking to discover their joy can discover this podcast. To hear more podcasts or read the posts that are meant to nudge the dreamer in all of us to become the doer we were meant to be, visit us at joyventure.net. If you're discovering or developing your joy and need some help creating your brand through design and story, we'd love to partner with you. Until next time, remember, never stop discovering. Thanks for listening.